Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. What an interesting day it is today. My gosh, I'm looking at Twitter here and I see the top trends on Twitter at the moment are <laughs> Marion Gate Zaponiism. That's the best hashtag I've heard. And hashtag Golfgate is back there again. Of course, you all remember Golfgate from August last year. Now, of course, we will be talking about that in a few minutes. I also want to talk as well. A new report has called for clarity on the relationship between the government and Neffet and how key pandemic decisions were actually made. This is a new study, by the way, by Trinity College. And we will be talking a little bit later on to the, the people who put that report together in relation to that uh, relationship and the decisions made by Neffet. In other words, Neffet are a body of people who are there to make decisions based on health and it's then up to the government to interpret those decisions and to decide what is in the best interest of the people, whether to run with the decisions made by Neffet or indeed to consider other factors as well when it comes to the pandemic. In other words, and how it affects people's lives and how lockdowns or how, for example, the decisions made by Neffet affect people's lives indirectly. And those decisions have to be made by government and it looks like certainly those decisions weren't made properly according to this particular report, that maybe uh, Neffet had too much power. Uh, we get around to that a little bit later on. I also want to talk about your body. Yeah, and I had a bit of an issue the other night because I've seen Tom Cruise. He's now nearly 60 years of age, 59, and I'm looking at him going, why does he look like a 25-year-old? And why don't I look like that? But according to research, most of us at the age of 60, which I'm getting close to it, um, are reasonably happy with our bodies. But do we feel a societal pressure to look a certain way? we get around to talking about that later on. But first, of course, the big story of the day, Catherine Zabone has defended a private outdoor function she hosted with some 50 friends and former colleagues, including tarnished Leo Varadkar two weeks ago. The function at the Marion Hotel in Dublin was held six days before Miss Zabone was controversially appointed uh, to the €15,000 a year job as a special envoy uh, without any open competition for the job. So obviously Catherine Zabone's name has been in the news quite a lot over the last two days. Now under the current Falcher Ireland guidelines, and I, I want you to bear with me while I read this out to you because it is important that we understand exactly what is going on or what went wrong here. Under the Falcher Ireland guidelines, organised events, whether indoor or outdoor, are not permitted unless they are weddings or non-social meetings, training and educational programmes considered essential to the operation of business. In other words, a conference would be fine. Uh, up to 50 people, of course. At that point, if you want to do it outdoors, it's up to 200 people. In a statement uh, to RT News, Mr. Pone said... Uh, please contact uh, the Marion Hotel for their statement regarding compliance with government COVID-19 restrictions and guidelines for my private event. Prior to the organising the event, I inquired and was assured by the Marion Hotel that the event would be in compliance with the government COVID-19 restrictions and guidelines. This is kind of sounding familiar, isn't it? We kind of had these statements when Golfgate was around. But anyway... In a statement, the Marion Hotel said, at all times since the start of the pandemic, we have adhered to the government public health measures, including the relevant guidelines that were in place at the time of the event. Your reference on July the 21st. These have since been updated on July the 23rd. Government regulations at the time allowed for outdoor events of up to 200 people and the definition of that includes social events which seemingly, according to Falcher Ireland, doesn't. But however, the upper limit still applies. Uh, the ex uh, Except now indoor events in hotels are excluded per government guidelines published by Falcher Ireland. Now, around 50 guests were seated 
separately at tables of six in the Marion Hotel's Garden Terrace, according to the Irish Independent. Now, that confuses me too, because they say around 50. Was there 48? Was there 65? We don't actually really know. And who was there? And, you know, if you're in government, surely you should set a standard higher than those that you make the rules for. Isn't that, you know what I mean? Because I'll be honest with you, when I watched Boris Johnson two weeks ago at the UEFA final, I said to myself, although it's allowed, there was 65 or 70,000 people there, if I was the Prime Minister of the country, I'd probably take a bit of a rain check on it. Because I'm the one telling other people, although we don't have laws anymore on Freedom Day in the UK, I would be saying, you know, I'm advising other people to still do certain things and use common sense. Maybe I shouldn't be there. And, you know, that was a bit of a failing, I believe, in Boris Johnson's behalf. Now, he didn't resign over it, obviously. Uh, the government's hospitality rules do not permit customers to book multiple tables in restaurants, pubs or hotels. In other words, you, as a citizen of the country at the moment, are not allowed to book a private function unless it's a, uh, a wedding. And at the moment, it's still 50 people until tomorrow, when it has now been increased to 100 people. Mrs. Bowen's party in the luxury five-star Dublin hotel was attended by friends, civil servants and politicians. The Falcher Ireland guidelines say a maximum of six people over the age of 13 are permitted at a table. There is no distinction made between indoor and outdoor dining in the rules and table numbers. And the guidelines for pubs and restaurants include a section, organised outdoor events stroke gatherings. Uh, this section says a max of 200 attendees can attend uh, the majority of venues. A limit of up to 500 people is in place where venues capacity is greater than 5,000. So that particular guideline or advisory is in relation to large events. It's in relation to football matches or, you know, an event where there might be a band playing, for example, where people are seated. I and mean, we've seen some of those over the last two weeks of the good weather or people are seated at six in outdoor events in big fields, for example. And they all have to wear masks when they move around, etc., etc. It doesn't cover a private function in a hotel. And there is nowhere in the definition that even alludes to that. But anyway... When the rules on outdoor gatherings were first introduced, similar figures were stated for sports events and outdoor concert, and it is unclear why they are in the guidelines. A hospitality industry source involved in the talks about reopening the sector said at no point was it suggested that hotels, restaurants and pubs could host large social gatherings outdoors. That was never a thing, and that's what, of course, the Merian are stating it was a thing. It is understood the Taunister contacted the hotel to check whether the event was in line with government guidelines for the hospitality sector prior to attending the event. I want to ask you today, do you believe that Leo Varadkar, at this point now, this seems to be something that's unclear for the moment? Although uh, we did have somebody for Fine Gael to come on the air earlier on, they have pulled out of the interview. I have no idea why. Um, I don't know whether they're defending it or defending Leo Varadkar or whether they're not defending it. But anyway, this smells of Golfgate. Now, Padder Tobin from Ain2 uh, has said this behaviour is a jaw-dropping mix of hypocrisy and cronyism. And he joins me on the line. Padder, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you. Uh, Padder, a lot of people fell on their sword in Golfgate. The Agriculture Minister, EU Trade Minister Phil Hogan, broadcaster Sean O'Rourke. Um, and at the time, I have a quote here from Leo Varadkar himself who said, ultimately, nobody in government wanted to lose a cabinet member or commissioner or anyone else, and this all could have been avoided if those involved had obeyed our laws and followed public health guidelines and rules and regulations. That was at the heart of this. In other words, his own quote says that people obviously should be, you know, subject to the, to the guidelines, no matter who they are. Absolutely. Listen, um, the, the background, the context of this is that right now, uh, many partners are not allowed to attend births 
of their children to give support uh, to their partners in maternity hospitals. Uh, we have children around the country who are being denied First Holy Communions and confirmations. Uh, funerals and weddings are restricted. The hospitality sector is still restricted. Uh, it has severe controls and curbs in place, and many of them haven't been able to open. And then we have, obviously, thousands, hundreds of thousands of young people who are just being discriminated against because they haven't uh, had a vaccine as of yet. And the government are coming down very hard on these people. They're making all sorts of pronoun- pronouncements uh, against these people. And yet, the tarnished of the country ceased fit to attend a social event with 50 uh, guests organised by Catherine Zappone in the week prior to gifting uh, his friend a job without any interview whatsoever. So, you know, for, for me, it's the mix of hypocrisy and cronyism here uh, by the ruling elite telling the citizens, do as I say, but not as I do. Now, he will argue, now, of course, we haven't really heard from him yet in relation to this, although they will say that they haven't broken any guidelines. He will argue the interpretation or the hotel's interpretation and their interpretation of the guidelines were that this was an allowable event. I don't see that because according to Board Falcher or Falcher Ireland, should I say, as they're now called, according to Falcher Ireland, it's not allowable that those particular set of guidelines in regards to outdoor events were, you know, for particular things like training and educational programmes or indeed if it was a larger event in relation to football matches or, you know, a music event which was organised and properly organised. So they won't agree with him, but he will say that this was an allowable event. But I suppose your argument is these are people who are making the rules, so they need to be set a higher standard. Is that the point? Well, well first of all, the idea that a tonister would ring a hotel and ask a hotel is an event adhering to his own legislation or his own guidelines is bananas. It's kind of like you asking somebody, you know what I mean, is, is you know, a, a, a situation uh, that is being carried out, is it being carried out to the way that I would like it? You know, the Taunashta should know what the rule is because the Taunashta is implementing the rule. And actually, if, if it is as clear as mud as if the Taunashta is trying to point to now, it, it, it gives, I suppose, truth to what the Irish Council of Civil Liberties were saying, that you know, there's a whole uh, range of legislation and guidelines uh, put in place over the last year and a half, which are really confusing to citizens, which are being implemented unevenly and have been adhered to unevenly. And that's bad governance in its own right. Well, I mean, okay, the point you said that he, ha- that he had to ring the hotel or maybe get his PA to ring the hotel in this particular case to find out what, the, uh, what was actually happening and if the event complied with board faulty guidelines and the government guidelines, to me in itself raises alarm bells because then he must have been had some level of concern about it. But he did say after Golfgate, and I'm quoting him here, we shouldn't forget why this has become an issue of such enormous public controversy and anger. It is because people felt that those in high office, those who make the rules, were not following them. That's his own quotation after August, after Golfgate, when a lot of people had to fall on their sword. So are you suggesting that the Tarnished should step down as Tarnished, obviously keeping his uh, position as leader of Fine Gael in his TD position, but are you su- suggesting he should step down as Tarnished? Well, I, absolutely. I think there's a clear precedent here. Uh, Phil Hogan and Dara Clary were made fall on their own swords uh, when they broke the COVID guidelines. Well, not, well, not just them. You had Paddy Burke, John Cummins, Jerry Buttimer. There was a list of people. Seamus Wolf, of course, was asked to step down as well. Uh, so you had a list of people who were asked to step down. Three senators uh, were, were lost the Fine Gael whip as a result. There's an investigation. There's TDs at the moment uh, going in front of the court in October uh, in relation to Golfgate. Uh, a, a significant investigation w- was carried out. Now, either the laws that pertain to these elected representatives are the same laws as the Taunashta uh, should adhere to, or the same guidelines that the Taunashta should adhere to, 
Or the tonnage just operates under different rules. But he would say he was within the guidelines. It wasn't more than 50 people, although they're, they're using the word around 50 people. Now, of course, as of yet, we don't know who else was at the event. Uh, I'm sure that will emerge later on as the day goes on. But he would say that it was within the guidelines. That as far as he was concerned, the hotel believed that this was within the guidelines. Um, and the Marion Hotel, of course, is a very reputable hotel. They will say they adhere to the guidelines, which they've, they're claiming they did. But I'm looking at the guidelines and it doesn't seem to fit in with the guidelines. Well, Aintu is calling for the Tonista to come out publicly and detail exactly what happened uh, on that date. Because if you look at the whole Zapone crisis, you know, there's been small bits of information that's either been leaked to the public or has, has come out very, very slowly. And it seems to me, again, that the Tonista is managing this information in a way to try and survive. Um, you know, we but are, are we setting too high a standard? I mean, Pado, for example, if I look back at your at you in the last year, you know, would I set too high a standard for Pado Tobin? Because Pado Tobin, you know, is a TD. So are you conscious of the fact, as a TD, that you have to set a higher standard? Well, well there's two things here. First of all, this is the standard that's been set by Leo Varadkar himself. Leo Varadkar has stated himself that certain politicians should stand down from their uh, elected roles as a result of not uh, obeying the guidelines. You know, we have a situation previously where Leo Varadkar leaked a confidential report to a friend of his, a significant report. There was a massive crisis around the people will remember this. But again, the Taunister refused to abide by the rules in in, in that occasion. And, you know, it's interesting because we have a situation now where the Taunister is investigating a senior cabinet minister at cabinet for leaking the Zappone story. The irony of, you know, uh, Leo Varadkar, who was caught red-handed leaking a confidential document to a friend who's a doctor, now investigating another cabinet minister in relation to the leaking of this information around Catherine Zappone. The, the, the truth of the matter is, is if leaders of political parties and the Taunashta and the Taoiseach don't abide by the rules, they can't expect anybody else to. There's a battle at the moment happening where, you know, the Minister for Health is giving out to uh, people who want to have their children um, confirmed or go through a first Holy Communion. How in the name of God can you stop a family of six going for a meal after first Holy Communion when the tarnished of the country can go for, you know, a, a social event with up to 50 people uh, with, a, with a friend? It, it does not make sense. Okay, it do you, is the do you, do you, of hypocrisy. Potter, do you think he will survive this one? Because, I mean, he survived many other things. People have described him as almost being like Teflon at this stage. Well, I, I think he will survive on the basis of whether or not Fianna Fáil stand up for themselves. Fianna Fáil have had, you know, the, the ground taken from under them. They've had the wool pulled over their eyes a number of times. Like last week, we had the Taunished, or the Taoiseach say that, you know, a decision was brought before cabinet and he was blindsided that he wasn't told anything about it. Yet he rolled over, rubber stamped it and allowed it to go ahead. So, like, you know, the reason why Leo Varadkar is able to get away with some of these things is because both the Green Party and Fianna Fáil are abdicating from their responsibility as being watchdogs to hold people accountable. And that's what's wrong with the political establishment. Nobody's held accountable. And if nobody's held accountable, nothing ever changes. You know, personally, I believe that many of the restrictions that the government have, have imposed over the last uh, 
six months having OTT. I think a lot of these restrictions... But we, we, will be, we will be talking about that later on, of course, because Trinity College have just brought out a report and we will be discussing that later on with Trinity College in relation to the port and the, ro- the role that Neffet has played over the last year and a half. And of course, they're obviously saying that there need, there's a lack of accountability uh, with some of those decisions that Neffet have made. But, so we will be talking about that later on. But in the interim, that you think that... You think Leah will, will still be I, with I, us I as Tarnished by this time next week? I think if, if, if uh, I'd be surprised if he survives 10 days um, and in his position as Tarnished because it is so black and white and clear in relation to what he told Phil Hogan and Dara Cleary to do. It's so black and white that he took the whip off four, uh, three Fine Gael, uh, senators for doing exactly as he has done now. Uh, and if he doesn't stand down, it is a massive injustice to the role and it shows that hypocrisy is alive and well uh, in the Irish government. OK, listen, thank you very much indeed. Patter Tobin from Maine too. Thanks for joining us today. All right, as I said, we did have somebody from Fine Gael, uh, to talk and obviously maybe defend Leo Varadkar in his position uh, and his decisions that he made regarding this particular event. Uh, but they have declined now to come on the air. Um, I have no understanding as to why. Anyway, a lot of people have an opinion on it, but... Here's the question. Is it unfair to ask him to step down? Is it unfair to ask Leo Varadkar to be accountable in this particular situation? After all, it was an event with 50 people, he's claiming. Well, they said around 50. And we don't know whether it was 48 or 65. We don't know exactly. But it's clear that there's an interpretation of guidelines. And everything that we are doing at the moment, you know, there's an interpretation of guidelines. When we talked yesterday about confirmations and communions, yes, you can have 100 people from tomorrow at a wedding, but you can't have a confirmation or communion because the interpretation is that that type of event doesn't fit in with the guidelines. It doesn't fit in with the government advice. It's not illegal, but doesn't fit in with government advice. Most of these things that we see happening are not illegal. They don't fall under the legislation. In other words, they are board... Uh, I keep saying board faulty because, of course, that was the original name for them. Faulty Ireland's guidelines. So Faulty Ireland have a set of guidelines. And under those guidelines, for clarity again, let me give you two. The Marion Hotel said at all times since the start of the pandemic they've adhered to the government public health measures including the relevant guidelines that were in place at the time. Now you have to remember the guidelines changed on July the 23rd. This event happened before they changed on July the 21st. The government regulations at the time allowed for outdoor events of up to 200 people. But let's clarify that because under the current Faulty Ireland guidelines organised events whether indoor or outdoor are not permitted unless they are weddings or non-social meetings, training and educational programmes considered essential to the operation of business. So, a private event is not covered under the guidelines. In other words, if you want to book a 21st party for your daughter tomorrow and you ring up a hotel, they're not allowed to take the booking if you want to have 50 or 100 people or whatever it is at it. Because it's not covered under the guidelines as non-social meetings, training and educational programmes considered essential to the operation of business. In other words... A get-together with a few drinks is not allowed under the guidelines. Now, you could probably sort it out yourself and arrange for people to meet at a hotel or an outdoor event, as long as you know there's more than six people at a table, etc., etc., as long as the hotel doesn't do it in that particular manner. But under the guidelines, and they are guidelines, not laws, under the guidelines, that is not allowed at the moment. But it happened. Now, I don't know whether Leo Varadkar will come out today and say that this is a conference or a professional event, rather than a social event. Maybe he will come out and say that. Maybe that's the excuse that he'll give. But what we're doing, I suppose, is interpreting something. And maybe overanalyzing it, because they're politicians. As we did with Golfgate, by the way. 
it was overanalyzed because they are politicians. They are the ones who are making the rules. And people say that when you make the rules, you must set a higher standard for yourself. But is that true? And is that unfair? Maybe you think it's unfair. Maybe you think, ah, oh, lads, for God's sake, it was just an event of 50 people. Sure, I went to an event last week and there was 45 people or 50 people at it. It's not a big deal. Should we all lose our jobs at it? No, we shouldn't. I mean, should Leo Varadkar have to step down as tarnished because of this particular event? Or do you believe that's too high a standard to set for somebody? After all, he is human. He just went to a party that a friend was having. In real terms, that's what it is, isn't it? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 If you would like to defend uh, Leo Varadkar, was after all, now there, let's be clear, there wasn't two or three hundred people at this. They weren't all running around pissed out of their heads or anything like that. It wasn't some, you know, crazy meet, you know, party. It was 50 people in the Marion Hotel, which has very high standards. Let's be clear about that. And they have denied that they broke the rules. And they didn't break any laws. But Bordfalcher has a strict set of guidelines currently at the moment and the interpretation of that guideline suggests that this event shouldn't have happened. But let me know what you think. If you believe the event shouldn't have happened, should Leo Varadkar still be tarnished of the country? And next in line to be Taoiseach, by the way. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. If you would like to defend him and say that we're setting too high a standard, well and good, I accept your opinion and your statement. But if you believe that he should resign as tarnished as well, I would like to hear from you too. The number is 087-188-0008. Now, as of yet, we don't have a statement from Leo Varadkar in relation to it, apart from the fact that he did say that um, he did check or get his PA to check that the event uh, fitted in with board Fulger guidelines. Philip, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Philip? Hi, Noel. How are you getting on? Good, good, good Philip. Job. Well, I suppose you can't make these stories up, really, can you? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, they just... I mean, they draw attention to themselves, really. But, I mean, what should happen now? Uh, look, I honestly think this this should have happened a long time ago. There should be an investigation. We should we should we should call a halt to everything going on, and investigate what what has gone on in the last few months. Now I see that there is this story about the lawyers um, saying there's there's a bit of a strange conflict of interest between Enfield and the government. Well, so, we, we, we'll be, we will be talking to Trinity College yeah. later on about that. Anyway, that particular report into you know the the relationship and the transparency on how decisions are actually being made by Enfield. Yeah, exactly. Oh, look, I mean, they they um, have spent the last, let's be honest now, nearly two years um, basically peddling the same story of, of fear. Um, and then well, I mean, when, when, you, when you say it's a story of fear, you have to be clear, Philip. You know, people yeah. have died of COVID-19. And yes, Definitely. we do need to take steps to make sure other people don't die. But of course, never they're there to do a job. It's the government's job then to interpret those you know, I suppose that information that Neffet will impart to them I, and look at, you know, not yeah. only the physical health, but also the emotional, the social and the mental health of the state and take that into consideration too. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I think from this story, what we're seeing is that they don't believe the, the narrative they have been basically saying to the Irish people. for the you're, last you're, talking about, you're, you're talking about Leo Varadkar and his decision to attend this event. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, and then that's before you even look at, okay, the Catherine Zappone appointment. So she has been given this position um, without, you know... True cronyism. Um, basically, yes. Yeah, posting the, posting the position. So overall, um, with the story you're going to talk about later on with the lawyers from Trinity College and the appointment of Catherine Zappone and the fact that they're basically have been pushing this, you know, and like you said, Noel, I agree, there is a certain risk associated with it. But, you know, we've been treating this like the new Ebola for the last two years. And we've seen the effects on people's um, mental um, makeup. So I think when you, when, you, when you combine everything together, 
and um, it doesn't make for a very good picture and I think there should be some sort of formal investigation um, into the government, into NSEP and into these events that have been going on. Well, with, well they um, have suggested in the UK in the summer of 2023 there will be a full inquiry as to how SAGE, for example, which is their version of NEFET, you know, came to decisions and decisions were made by the UK government, which I, is fair. And, I, and, want, I, I just want to know, Noel, about this modelling. They've said hundreds and thousands of cases in a month. They talked about Basically, hundreds and thousands of deaths, tens of thousands. Of, I want to know what that was based on. Okay, well, well, I'm sure that will all become apparent, and hopefully it will all, and because transparency yeah. is extremely important when we live in a democratic society. But getting back, getting back to this particular event, there is no doubt that the Marion Hotel is a very reputable hotel. There is no doubt that they believed that this was within the government guidelines and within the guidelines set down by Falcha Ireland. But seemingly, according to Falcha Ireland, you know, and from what I'm reading from the guidelines, it doesn't fit in with the guidelines. So, Leo Varadka calls up or gets his PA to call up and say, listen, I've been invited to an event there today. There's around 50. Uh, that concerns me, by the way, the word, the term around 50. We don't know if it's 48 or 65, but around 50 before the guidelines were changed, by the way, in 23rd July, which didn't allow anything over 50, even for a wedding. Um, and he's told, well, it does fit in with the guidelines. I suppose he goes there in all innocence. But then is, is that yeah. the case? Are we being unfair to him? Well, I, I think I, I, I'm getting a bit blue in the face of hearing Leo Varadkar and his PA in the same story. I mean, um, the fact that, like you said yourself, Noel, he asked his PA to check check up. Or he checked himself. I'm assuming some, it's his PA did it for him. Yeah, the, the, yeah exactly. From what we're, we know so far, that, that all, that, 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 that's an air of doubt on the story already. Um, so you're saying if you're sure. in a position as a leader that you have to check something, well, then maybe yeah. you shouldn't do it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, and and especially given the sacrifices everybody has made over the last year, um, you know, it, it it's it just smacks of like you said, Golfgate again is trending, and I mean, I think that tells you everything you need to know about what most people think about this. It's it's cronyism. It's it's this sort of you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. These meetings taking place and hotels, you know, these fancy hotels and, you know, it's... I think if it wasn't for Golfgate, maybe he would escape this one fairly unscathed, but his own quote after Golfgate said, we shouldn't forget why this has become an issue of such enormous public controversy and anger. It's because people felt that those in high office, those who make the rules, were not following them. Yeah, exactly. And that's a quotation from Leo Varadkar after Golfgate. Like, Leo Varadkar is um, just... he's, He's trying to play both sides where he can try and get away with doing the things he's criticizing and then also on the other hand what people i think need to think about more is leo varadkar doesn't like uh free speech he always he always comes out against people who who are um criticizing him or pointing out flaws with their relationship with nset as you know these sort of far-right protesters and um basically he's trying to treat what's going on now as political theatre. And we're not overreacting to this today. You don't, uh, you don't believe, well, look, it's an opportunity for the opposition, including Sinn Féin and Powder Tobin, who absolutely. was ominous a few minutes ago, obviously to have a go with the government. That's their job, to have a go with the government and oppose the government. You don't believe yeah. it's making it too easy. In other words, maybe there's a bit of an overreaction to it. I, I, think, I think if our government hadn't have been, you know, um, keeping husbands away from going to their screenings and um, miscarriages and, you know, stopping confirmation. Well, a government or not. Uh, well, well, let's be clear. Yeah. The government yeah, have been quite 
quite they've been quite clear in the last three or four weeks and HSE have been quite clear about this that that's not their decision that was hospital policy they said that they didn't bring in that that guideline doesn't yeah. exist at the moment so they're and they're saying they're quite happy to see husbands going in when wives are being given or partners are being given bad news in relation to pregnancy so they believe that that's acceptable but according to the, ho- the hospital policies they're saying so it's not that within their remit yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, definitely. Like, I suppose that's a whole whole uh, rabbit hole to go down. But yeah, I I think in the context of what they've been saying um, and what they've been preaching, people are definitely there's definitely a lot of um, you know hate to be made out of this because um, yeah, like like they're not practicing what they preach. If they if they had been for the last couple of months saying, you know what, have a garden party, you know, as long as it's with close contacts, um, you know, but instead. And um, basically, up until May, April, it has been stay at home, don't go see loved ones, funerals are limited. Don't gather in large groups. Uh, yeah. So in the in the in the context of what they've been preaching, the advice, it, it the advice bad. they've been given. Yes. The advice, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. They, well, 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 do me a favor. Just stay there for a second, Philip, if you can. Uh, Louise, uh, you're an Ireland's classic hits. Louise, do as we say, not as we do. I suppose is what everybody is saying this morning. But are we being a little? Are we overreacting slightly to what was an event with fifty people? No, I don't think they're overreacting whatsoever. I think it's an absolute disgrace they've stopped the communions and confirmations. I mean, people have gone out and they've spent a fortune on clothes, pre- preparations for it. Nobody wants to have a big party. Everybody wants to keep safe, keep their children safe, most importantly, have a family meal. And I want the confirmation over in Dunwood before my child goes into secondary school. And I think Michal Martin is totally in the wrong and Leo Varadkar. And exactly what they're saying, I feel they're a bunch of crones. Okay, so you believe that they're telling us to do one thing, but then they'll go off and do something else themselves. Well, not not, obviously Michal Martin. There's no suggestion Michal Martin was at this particular event, by the way. It was Leo Varadkar, obviously. Yeah, but Michal Martin, you know, had said to the bishop, he didn't want the confirmation to go on. He wasn't happy about it. It's not to go on. And it's ridiculous. It, it's one rule for them and one rule for us. You know, if they're going to put out these rules and regulations, they need to start abiding by them themselves or else basically don't have any rules. But they'll argue, they, they, he'll argue uh, that they were, well, Leo Varadkar is arguing that he did abide by the rules. And that the rules and the Marion Hotel said they felt they were abiding by the rules, but under the board faulty right guidelines, it doesn't seem that they are abiding by the rules. No, they're not abiding by the rules. I really think the whole lot of them are a bunch of cronies, and they make up, you turn around now and say, "Oh well, you know, this was needed. This meeting was needed. It wasn't needed. What? It was no. It was clearly a party. It uh, was yeah, clearly yeah. a party, and everybody in Ireland knows that." No, and it was, a par- it was a party with suspicious kind of outcomes. But I, too, I, like, I don't, I, I don't know whether they'll come out today, whether government are going to come out today and say that this was considered to be a conference because conferences would be allowed with that type of uh, you know gathering, uh, and you know, uh, but even at that, mind you, there, there is a restriction to six to a table, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they, you know, they may say it was some sort of uh, you know necessary conference. I. <laughs> I can't see uh, how that was the case. Like, <laughs> Not like with alcohol like, present. <laughs> Well, I totally disagree with them. I honestly think it's a load of rubbish at this stage. Really they'll bend and break the rules uh, as as uh, as close as close as they can at any given opportunity. I mean, even just from a term the terms of leadership, 
that that that's bad. Like, I mean, know, look, like don't get me wrong. I I have a job it. here. I have a job here of impartiality, right? And obviously, to give the benefit of the doubt, you know, in some way to to what has happened, but it's very difficult. And when I listen to Louise talking about a communion confirmation, and I listen to you, Philip, talking about you know a partner who I've spoken to many throughout the years, who you know sat outside in a car while their wife or partner was given bad news in a hospital during a pregnancy, and then I see you know Leo Varadkar saying, "Well, I assumed this event was okay. I rang up the hotel." I mean, to me, you know, if you have to ring up and check. And you're the leader of a country or your second in command, as the case may be, and will be the leader again very shortly. You know, if you're in doubt, just don't do it. I suppose is the answer, isn't it? Exactly. But he did. Exactly. But he did. Set, 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 set a standard. That's, that's your, the very basic functions of a leader. Set a good, stand, a good moral standard, a good ethical standard. They never, they, they do none of that. Like, like even look at housing. One hand they're talking about housing, the other hand they're talking about, you know, stamp duty loopholes for these cuckoo funds. They're a bunch of crooks. Like that, that it's 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 just it's the same story repeating itself again and again with um Fianna Foyle and Fianna Well, Gale. I know you've no faith in the government, Philip. I can hear that Absolutely. clearly. I can clearly, I clearly hear that. <laughs> yeah. But but in saying that, you know, we have to be fair too. And they are human beings, you know. Um, but the number is 87 8 Let me just go to uh, Dave. Oh, hold on. i just switch you on here, Dave. Hold on for a second. By the way, I, I would like to take your call as well if you feel that maybe it's an overreaction by the media in relation to this particular event that was attended to by Leo Radcliffe, Catherine's opponent, many other senior government officials, uh, probably civil servants. Now, as of yet, we don't know who else was there. But I'm pretty sure before the end of the day, there will be a, a table list of exactly who was there. Maybe more heads will roll. Dave, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dave? How are you doing, um, Dave, I mean, is it an overreaction by many people to say, oh, he should resign, he should step down? Pater Tobin believes that he lasts 10 days and he should resign as a uh, tarnished. Well, it's not that he should resign. He should be sacked. So you believe that Michal Martin should step in and ask for his resignation? Yes, he should. Because, well, he shouldn't ask for his resignation. He should sack him. Like, he should be gone. No no uh, golden handshake. No big pension. Sack him. He should have been sacked. Is that not an overreaction? Uh, Dave, can you honestly tell me throughout the last year and a half that you haven't broken any guidelines? I didn't say I haven't. Okay, but, but so... I, I haven't been allowed to any events. I haven't been allowed indoors to any events. It just hasn't happened because it wasn't available to happen. At this particular time, there was indoor, um, you know, you, you could have events indoors within reason. Now, you weren't allowed, obviously, have private functions where yeah, alcohol was. This is the thing. It was a private function. No, no, no matter what they say it was, it was a private function. He may say and it was a non-social meeting. Which the was position he's in, the high-paid position he's in, but he's lying through his teeth. Even if he goes well, he hasn't made a statement yet in relation to it, okay? So let's not go down that route. He hasn't made a statement yet in relation to it, apart from the fact that he did say that he checked to make sure that it was covered under the government well, guidelines. This is my next point. Even if he checked, do not think somebody in his position, if he got there, he should realise himself by looking at the room saying, oh, there's too many people here, I shouldn't be seen here, I won't be seen here, and he should leave. I mean, yes, that's the argument that, you know, if it was some Mickey Mouse hotel in the middle of nowhere where he might not have been seen, you could kind of argue, well, mash, or nobody will even notice. But, you know, we're talking the Marion Hotel here. Yeah, Surely exactly. he would have realised the staff, somebody, a member of staff would have said, well, hold on, this event probably doesn't make but, a huge event sense. 
Well, the way things are now with social media, everything is out instantly. It's not like years ago they could hide. There was no such thing as phones and stuff. Everybody had something. Well, for that, well, for that reason alone, then, do you not think that he thought it was okay? No, not really, because they, they've been giving two fingers up to everybody and doing... So you believe, you believe that's what it is? It's a case of, uh, you know, I can kind of pretty much do what I want. Yes, that's exactly it. Him, Michal, Martin, all the rest of them, they've been doing exactly what they want, telling us to do one thing, they do another. They just don't give two... They, they don't care. It's two fingers up to the public all the time. And it's a, what are you going to do about attitude? We, okay, okay, well, look, I'm running out of time. I have to go into a break. All right, so you believe it's this kind of cronyism and this idea that they'll never be accountable or won't be accountable, but surely they would have learned from Golfgate. Well, so many actually had to fall on their sword and Leo Varadkar himself was the one who made sure that happened, of course, and said it had to happen. Uh, the number is 87 188 Ah, what a load of twaddle. And twaddle's not a bad word. <laughs> Listen, there's people out there, I see them every day of the week on the streets, in the parks, um, on football grounds, or all over the place, acting the maggot and breaking every guideline going. I mean, we don't live in a perfect society and that's the way it is. But if they follow the guidelines, why the hell should a man lose his job? It doesn't matter who he is. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, all these, uh, I won't say do-gooders, but whatever, going, oh, pin him to the floor, not or put him on the guillotine, you know what I mean? Don't be silly. Just get on with it. I mean, we're all trying to do our best, and that's the way it is. Um, if you want to say... If, if you put down for people losing their jobs, there should be, there be no, no workers in the country, the way things are. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. And the, the people who, who call for this should grow up a small bit. Anyway, have a great day. Well, there you go. And that is the opinion of some people that maybe it's an overreaction. But see, then again, what I said, caller, what you're not thinking about is, you know, he's not just the average person. He is the person who's telling others to abide by the guidelines. He is the person who called for the resignation of other politicians who did exactly the same thing. Let me go to Richard. Richard, you're not on his classic kids. How are you doing, Richard? I know, I'm good, thanks. Good. Now, you think it's kind of all blown a bit out of proportion. Do you think it is? Do you think it's a case of, oh, look, he was just going to a bloody party? I, I, I don't think people are looking at the story rationally, you know. It's the misery merchants are at it, at it again. It's another nothing burger of a story. Mm-hmm. People won't really look into look into the story too much or try to understand it. It's just anything to be outraged at the government, you know. The but government but isn't that what people do? Is it when we've had such a miserable time? In fairness, over the last you know eighteen months, and we've all been told to tighten our belts. We've all been told to follow government guidelines and government advice, not just legislation yeah. but advisories. And then you see the people who are telling you to do that doing something a little bit different. That kind of angers people, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I was looking at the statement by the Marriott Hotel. They, they said that we adhere to all the government public health measures, including mm-hmm. the relevant guidelines that were in place at the time of the event you referenced on July 21st. These have since been updated on July 23rd. So I don't see where they did anything wrong. Well, see, now, that's their interpretation. And by the way, I have no doubt that the Marion Hotel is a very reputable hotel mm. uh, and tried their best to follow the guidelines. But according to, under this is under the current Falcha Ireland guidelines of organised events, whether indoor yeah. or outdoor, are not permitted unless they are yeah. weddings or non-social meetings, training and educational programmes considered essential to the operation of business. That, sure. doesn't, that doesn't allow for a party of 50 people having a hoo-ha. Sure, but they're the current guidelines, you said, yes? Yeah, and those guidelines would have been in place at that time. On July 24th? Yes. 
six days before right. they and those guidelines obviously the, the guidelines were loosened somewhat by the way all the legislation and re- guidelines were loosened on the 23rd of July but this wasn't on the 20th of July this was on the 21st of July well maybe we need to wait for more facts to come to light then well, I, well unless, unless Leo was going to say it was a conference I, I find that difficult to understand because I think yeah. he would have said that at this point it would have been made very clear at this point that it was some sort of professional training or educational programme or non-social meeting now they do allow by the way um, I'm just looking at the guidelines here. It says here, this is from the Marion Hotel as well. And the section in the guidelines suggests that, um, let me see, 200 attendees can attend a majority, uh, the majority of venues. A limited 500 is in place for venues with a capacity of 5,000 or greater. But there's a the stipulation, the guidelines say that that was for particularly for outdoor events. Now, this is not an event. That's to cover things like football matches or maybe a gig, which we've had a few in the good weather, by the way, the gigs where you'll have, you know, 200 people sitting at tables of six in a field. Mm. That's to cover mm. those kind of events. It wasn't designed for hotels. Yeah, so this, this is what, 50 people outside, socially distanced. Mm, oh, look, you know, I personally don't have an issue with it. I couldn't yeah. care less. But the point yeah. is, is when you have, you know, the second in command in the country and to be the leader of the country again, as he has been before, making the rules, and only two weeks ago, by the way, saying that he didn't see weddings being extended to 100 people. And yeah, I, it, it, that makes it hard, a hard pill for people to swallow, doesn't it? Yeah, I, 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 I was listening to the opposition on earlier on, Toby, and sure, everything, he just has well, to of course. people up and yeah. oppose everything that the government does. So they're going to blow it up into a big thing and get people riled up. It's just the usual nonsense. I'm sick of hearing it. Like, Okay, okay, no, I, I get you. And so you think it's kind of out of proportion. But, well, actually, do me a favour. Stay there with me just for a second if you can, because Tommy, you join us as well in Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you doing, Tommy? How are you, Niall? Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. Well, you, you've listened there to what, you know, Richard is saying. He's saying, let's be rational about this. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was just an event with 50 people, maybe a going away party. I don't know what it was yeah, or what in particular yeah. it was. And yeah. maybe we're overreacting. Well, I wouldn't think so in the slightest, no. Because it might be a different issue, but my wife... God help her, has been in hospital for the last 13, 14 weeks. I'm sorry to hear hospital. that. About a half, yes, thanks very much. About a half a mile down the road, and I live just up here in Cabra, and only as late as yesterday I was told I can't visit. Now, in the meantime, my daughter was also taken in for a minor operation last week. I had one, two of them in the same part of the hospital, one on each, on a different floor, and I was told, sorry, you can't visit. Okay. Actually, they stop short of saying, but when you are told to visit, then it's time to start worrying. In other words, you know what I mean. I, I understand, I, and I hope it's not like that, Jasper's Tommy. I hope it's not yeah, as bad as yeah, that. No, that's, I know it's a different scenario, maybe, but it's just, it's, it's I think that's... And how, we, how is she herself with not having visitors? That must be very upsetting for her, too. Well, it's very lonely. To of course, least, yeah. You know? I mean, I know yeah. te- nowadays, thankfully, we have a bit of technology that helps. Yeah, well, she wouldn't be out fine now with um, okay. your cars or anything like that. Right. Probably no more than yourself. I'm 70 years of age, you know, but... You don't sound it, Tommy. You don't come across at 70 years. <laughs> well, and, some and, days I feel it. And, and can I ask you if it's not... I don't want to be intrusive, and if you don't want to answer any questions, of course, don't, you know, don't answer them. But, but is she all right? What's her, is it serious? Well, it's... At the moment, it's not life-threatening. But Good. Well, that's the main thing, isn't it? Hopefully, yeah, hopefully well, it won't. She's never going to be the same again. Type of COPD and okay. a couple of oh. other issues like, you know... Okay, so she may, be on oxygen. she may be on oxygen and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I hope she, I hope she makes just, a bit I, of recovery. I think it's a bit rich when they're 
they won't start to look at these issues and say, well, hang on, maybe can we relax this a little here and there, like, you know. Okay, so in other words, have some compassion when it comes to a situation like yours or indeed, you know, husbands with pregnant yeah, wives, etc., yeah, etc. I, et I don't expect to be able to march down there every day of the week willy-nilly, like, I mean. But yeah. I, rang, I rang up yesterday and I was... I know, you'd be, you'd be quite... Ha- are you vaccinated yourself? I would, yes, I am doubly vaccinated. Okay, yes. and, and there should be some consideration to that. And also, it could be possible, if, you know, if they really wanted to, they could do an antigen test, and you'd be happy to do that if you had to go into the hospital to visit her and wear a mask, etc., etc. I mean, it's very frustrating, as I say. I'm only half a mile or so up the road from her. I mean, okay, well, 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 hang on for a second. Let me just go back to Richard, if I can. Richard, are you still there? Yes. I mean, yeah. when you listen to, and gosh, I hope Tommy's wife gets better and makes a, a recovery to some degree yeah. anyway. I know she's going to have some lifelong uh, problems there. But I mean, when you hear Tommy can't even go to the hospital to visit his wife. Now, I know they're two completely different things. But when, yeah. we, when we, we look at these and compare these situations, and, you know, you have a politician who's making the rules saying that he can't do that. And I, I know there's hospital policy involved as well, but, may, but generally making the rules. And, you know, and they're off having a party. I mean, you don't yeah. understand why people are angry. Yeah, I, I empathise with Tommy. I mean, my my own wife actually passed away about five years ago. Oh, I'm from sorry cancer, to hear that. So I, I, I've been through it. Um, so I, I certainly hear what he's saying. But I just see that there's a, there's a difference, though, between a hospital setting where you're trying to protect people, both the you know terminally ill and vulnerable and visitors, etc., and then... You know, a, a, an event outdoors of 50 people where people are socially distanced at the Merlin Hotel, you know, mm. it, it's, I just see it as two completely no, different No, they are, things. and you are right. They're two completely different settings. But I do yeah. understand then how people or why people get angry because yeah. there seems to be a lack of compassion. And, and, and I'm sorry you had to hear about your wife dying of cancer. And I'm sure at the time, I would like to think you, have, you were with her quite a lot of the time towards the end. Pre-COVID, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you would have been with her. I mean, hopefully nothing like that is going to happen to Tommy's wife and yeah, she makes a recovery. But, but in saying that, he wants to be with his wife too. And she's going through a very serious illness. No, like, if I might say, I, I don't, that chap on the phone there, which I don't think anything you're going to say to him is going to make him change his mind. He seems to be very pro, uh, like pro-government for that, in my opinion. I, I don't think he's being pro-government. I think he's just saying that we need to be realistic, Tommy. And yeah. I suppose the point is that we're human beings and we make mistakes and we yeah. don't always get it right. Oh, yeah. And, and, I, and I do accept that, but, but mm. I don't accept it. And I have to say, you know, with the greatest respect, uh, Richard, I don't accept it from Leo Varadkar because he's the very one who, does that, who, uh, who demanded everybody else resign when, when the same yeah. thing happened in Golfgate last year. Exactly the same situation, he, more or less. What wrong here? It's just not clear to me what he's done wrong. He hasn't done anything illegal or immoral. He hasn't done anything... Well, to well, that's, well, that depend, well, that depends on your interpretation of the guidelines. No, I mean, look, look what happened across the water there a couple of weeks back. Didn't some minister have to resign over there? Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. Oh, many, many of them have, Tommy. Many of them yeah, have. I'm not too sure which one you'll be talking about. I'll tell you one thing about them. When, they, no, when they're found out, they, 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 they walk... Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.